You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday episode of the Locked On Utes Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me and starting your week off the Ute way like it should be. A lot to talk about today as we tried to bring you a Friday episode live from the Utah Social Open up at Soldier Hollow Golf Course. Unfortunately, that did not go as planned as it was just too much fun talking to everybody and hanging out up there. So I'm going to give you some brief uh, thoughts on the Pac-12 conference hire of George Klyakov. Uh, uh, the proper Russian pronunciation is Klyakov. Uh, if you can't really get that one down, I totally understand. I don't know how I know that one. I mean, I do speak Russian, but that's beside the point. We're also going to talk and break down a little bit about what happened over the weekend as softball started to emerge a little bit and baseball had some things going against the Oregon Ducks. And then I'm going to close things out with some thoughts on the Utah Social Open. And Jake and I will be back with some much more in-depth conversation about the Pac-12 Commissioner announcement and everything that's been happening in Ute Nation later on. So a quick episode today here for your Monday morning commute. This is the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network for Monday, May 17th, 2021. Thank you for joining me on a Monday here on the Locked On Utes Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Build Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Build Bar. Go to buildbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Appreciate you checking out all of our sponsors as always. I get a lot of messages from people asking about things. Feel free to reach out anytime you want. Yes, I really do love Build Bar as much as I talk about. Yes, I really do get my car parts from rockauto.com. We are lucky to have the kind of sponsors that I actually do use. And yes, I do go to betonline.ag fairly often as well. And I am made to chill. So uh, getting into things, we haven't had a chance to really break down my thoughts necessarily on the hire of George Kliakov, uh as new Pac-12 commissioner. And it was without a doubt one of the stranger uh, reveals, I think, that I've ever seen in the industry. Because this is a guy that nobody had really heard of. Didn't know he was a candidate up until that point. So I, I guess in some respects, it's kudos to the Pac-12 and to the agency that they used uh, to keep all that under wraps in some respects, but I think the difference is is that this is such an off-the-wall hire for the Pac-12, and I think it's important to review what we really do know. Kliakov comes from a background of multiple opportunities that really do benefit the Pac-12 in terms of he's worked for networks like NBC Universal. He's worked for Hulu. He has worked for a company that is an investment company that deals with products like Roku, uh, at Dollar Shave Club. So he does have connections and relationships with those type of outlets. He comes from MGM Gambling, which sounds really, really great because gambling is a big part of what's happening in the world these days. And I think a lot of people are optimistic that he'll bring a different kind of attitude and maybe some fresh ideas to the Pac-12. 
And he comes from a lot of different industries that are built to generate revenue. Clearly, when uh, John Wilner mentioned that the Pac-12 president group, a.k.a. the or CEO group, a.k.a. the presidents of all the institutions in the Pac-12, they wanted to find a business-minded individual to generate some revenue. Now, Klikoff said in his press conference that he has an announcement down the road of, of people that he'll be adding to the conference. So I think there is a possibility of adding someone that's going to run more of the athletic uh, and academic side of things, which in my mind is a good move because he doesn't have any experience with that. But let's get down to the brass tacks with his hire. There's a couple things that puzzle me about this. First off, what is a guy like George Klyakov doing uh, going from a great gig with MGM to a gig at the Pac-12? And I think some people, Dan Sorensen in particular, uh, publisher at Utah, brought up a very, very good point. He said, people like that who have made a ton of money are always in it for looking for a challenge and looking for a way to get their name out there. So if that's the point, then good for George for making this move. Good for him for getting on board and getting his name out there, making that transition. He said in his press conference, who doesn't dream about becoming a conference commissioner when they're trying to get into the sport sports industry? Well, I didn't, and, and I still don't. I don't think that a conference commissioner is the kind of job that I dream about when I'm thinking about jobs that I want to take in the industry. Now, that's me just being different. I think that that it, it, it goes across all sorts of different backgrounds and, and everything like that. So everybody's going to have their choice and, and, and their dream and, and what it is that they really want to do when it comes to sports. But if he's taking this job to get his name out there and get himself in front of people and or opportunities, does that mean that he's not planning on staying at the Pac-12 for very long? Does that mean that he has higher aspirations than the Pac-12? Or... Is it that he wants to transition into a role like this where he can steadily stay in the spotlight and steadily become a name that is well known? It's an interesting thought. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that we have an answer to that. As I've talked to people who work in Las Vegas in the sporting industry, Klyakov is a weird name because there are some out there who know him extremely well and have heard a lot about him, heard good things about him and everything that he's able to do. There are others on the more football and professional team side of things that have no idea who he is. And so he's kind of come out of nowhere to become this, so to speak, uh, savior might be a little bit strong, but a, a, a fixer for what ails the Pac-12 conference. And I mentioned on Twitter that a lot of the same feedback that we were giving about what the things that he said in the press conference, and he hit it, that our bread has to be buttered with football and basketball. We believe we need to expand the college football playoff. He hit all the important talking points, same as Craig Smith did in his introductory practice conference with the University of Utah when he became the head basketball coach. The same that Larry Scott did when he became the Pac-12, originally the Pac-10 conference commissioner. So I don't put a lot of stock about what he said in the press conference into my evaluation of him. Uh, he was a college athlete. I think he does have a uh, background in sports and, and understands how the business side of sports works. What makes me curious about it is does he have the kind of chips and the kind of sway and the kind of power that will give him the clout that he needs when it comes time for the Pac-12 to go to the bargaining table with either the TV networks 
or with the other Power Five conferences. Because as we, we have seen with the English Premier League and some of those European soccer teams, there is going to be a, a movement from some of these higher profile organizations, and even I think this is even going to happen in the NCAA, where they're going to try and consolidate into smaller groups with the bigger brands. And he has got to have some sort of ace in the hole or some sort of bargaining chip to be able to stay at the table when the Pac-12 comes into those negotiations. Now, Jake and I are going to talk about this down the road all week long. I'll give you more of my thoughts on that. But I do believe that this is the primary question in regards to Klyukov and his takeover of the Pac-12 conference. I also think that the biggest thing that he can do is make the Pac-12 network function profitably. And if he can do that, now all of a sudden we've got a hand that we can play. And if you're sitting around at your computer right now and thinking to yourself, man, I would love to play a hand of something, I got a suggestion for you. You can go to betonline.ag, and they have all sorts of fun games that you can play on there. And here's the other good news about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. There's baseball. There's NBA playoffs starting. NHL, the play-in games are happening in the NBA. You can put some action on that. UFC and MMA has been insane recently. There's all sorts of things that you can go to bet online and bet on. Just use your laptop or mobile device to get it set up there. Go go to the website. Use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus there. It's betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Go there. Use the promo code Locked On. Get your 50% welcome bonus and start having fun with gambling and skittles and all the things that we'd like to do here on the Locked On Utes podcast as well. Coming back at you with a recap of the weekend action in Utah athletics. Utah softball splits a series against Oregon State and celebrated Senior Day on Sunday up at the Dumkey Family uh, Softball Complex. Celebrated the uh, the terrific careers of Alyssa Berea, Julia Noskin, and Alyssa Palacios for what they've done while at the University of Utah. Barrera finishes her career having played in the sixth most games in school history. She lined a base hit into right center field in her final at-bat to lead off the seventh inning. So closing her storied career out in a very fun way. She'll rank sixth overall in school history in hits with 243. Uh, Great way to celebrate her going out. Uh, Some other strong performances, uh, obviously from Julia Noskin, who had a one hit in in four at-bats. and Alyssa Berea also having a hit in four at-bats with a run scored. So Utah softball finishes off the season uh, with a 22-33 and overall mark uh, as Oregon State kind of dampened the senior day feels by winning 8-3. to uh, 3-21 and in the Pac-12 against the eighth toughest strength of schedule in the nation. And nearly half of Utah's 55 games this season came against Pac-12 opponents ranked in the top 15 in the nation. And Jake and I have talked about how this program is a program that is definitely on the rise. This is a team that did excellent when posed up against non-conference competition and did really well against the middle to lower tier conference competition. But there were so many good Pac-12 softball teams this year and a younger Utah softball squad definitely struggled against all of that talent, which in my opinion, leads to one of two things. Either they're going to come back next year and just be absolutely dynamite, 
or they're going to need to do some work in the offseason and really work to improve. Either way, I think there's a lot of positivity and and optimism about this team moving forward and everything that they've had to deal with. And frankly, every college athlete that I think has had to go through a season dealing with COVID deserves a lot of applause and and honor despite whatever's happened for having the uh, stick-to-itiveness to go through it because it's just been an absolutely difficult year for a lot of those programs. Meanwhile, Utah baseball uh, with a series up in Ogden against the Oregon Ducks. A tough one for the Utes as uh, pitching seemed to kind of let them down late in uh, a few different games as they dropped the series. Uh, game one lost 7-3 to three to the Ducks as they went into the ninth inning, I believe, there with a two-run deficit that jumped up to four, and that pretty much closed the door on any opportunities that they had to win in that one. Losing the game on Saturday, 16-3. Again, pitching just really struggling for, for the pinion use in that one, and then also dropping the Sunday affair 9-2. Utah baseball has been struggling, but there are some bright spots to recognize. Kai Roberts continues to improve. Uh, the big fella from Lehigh, Utah, went two for three with a run in the uh, – Sunday finale, so more continued good work from him. Uh, Christopher Rowan, Chris Rowan, catcher, who has been pretty reliable and pretty solid on a, on a very consistently good uh, stretch recently, continued to get on base and, and help the youths get runners around the corners. Uh, just really haven't seen the kind of consistency that they'd like to expect from pitching and from the pitching staff this year. That will absolutely be something that they'll need to address as they move forward and continue on down the road. The good news is they have a get-right game on Tuesday at 6 p.m. That will be at Larry Miller Field down in Provo against the team down south, BYU Cougars. That one will be a 6 o'clock start time, and you should be able to find a stream somewhere. It doesn't list anything on the schedule, but we will always keep you updated, as we like to do here on the Locked On Utes podcast. After the Utes take on BYU on Tuesday, they will travel to Seattle, Washington for a three-game stand against the Washington Huskies. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll play Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday at 4 p.m., and Sunday at 1 p.m. Those will all be televised on the Pac-12 networks. Good opportunity to watch as the baseball team finishes off the season. They'll have one more series after Washington in which they'll be back at Lindquist Field up in Ogden to play USC. So good chance for the Ping and Utes to kind of get back off the schneid a little bit after a rough series against Oregon and try and pick up a couple more wins in conference. They currently sit at 14-29 and 29 overall, 5-19 and 19 in the conference. Uh, have done exceptionally well in in most of their out-of-conference showings against some pretty high-quality teams, uh, but have had a really rough schedule as well. Having to play number 21, Oregon State. Having to play uh, Arizona State, number 10, Arizona. And then number 9, Oregon last weekend, obviously another challenge for the Utes. That about wraps it up in terms of action over the weekend. We switch over as the women's track and field team waits to find out uh, what the official times from other meets to see if 
how many participants they'll be able to have compete at the NCAA West Regionals, which will be held on the campus of Texas A&M University from May 26th to 29th. We will keep you apprised of that as well as we get information on that. Golf is also ready to face off in the NCAA Regionals, as that will begin today um, at Clay Ellum, Washington at Tumble Creek Golf Club, uh, the 2021 NCAA Regionals. It should be, you'll be able to track the live results on the website for the University of Utah. That's utahutes.com if you are interested in following that. The Utes will travel six athletes to the NCAA Regional, including senior Mitchell Shaw, Blake Tomlinson, Tristan Mander, and Javier Barcos, and Jesper Von Rietz, while Colton Tanner will be the lone Utah sub. The regional will begin on Monday, May 17th, and will run through Wednesday, May 19th, with 18 holes being played each day. The six regionals will determine the top five teams from each site, along with a low individual not on an advancing team that will all be moving on to the NCAA championships in Scottsdale, Arizona. That will be from May 28th to June 2nd. Uh, so fingers crossed that these are able to go out there and have a good, solid couple of rounds at the regional as this is the first time that they've been able to compete as a full team since 1992 they have had nine individuals that have competed in the regional since 94 including dustin pym in 2006 and kyler dunkel in 2019 both of which were able to move on and advance as individuals to the NCAA championships. So there's a good opportunity here for the team to make a strong showing, and hopefully they get at least one golfer to be able to advance the NCAA championships as an individual, if not the entire team. So exciting times for the Utah golf squad, who have had just a really outstanding season. Blake Tomlinson as is, is well has had a great year. Mitchell Shaw, really strong showing at the Pac-12 tournament, uh, or I guess it would be, well, yeah, Pac-12 tournament. Um, so... Exciting times again for the golf team, and we look forward to finding out how that they do, and hopefully when they do finish their rounds, they're reaching for a built bar. And it was fun to see built bar sponsoring holes at the Utah Social Open, and it was also fun to ask, have talked to everybody who's like, "So, do you really like built bar all that much?" And I literally had a box of built bar with me for the day. It was one of my coveted coconut brownie cr- uh, crumbles. And I did share as much as I possibly could stand to share with everybody who needed something. Uh, luckily, there was a lot of good food up there as well. But if you don't know why I love Bill Bar, I'm going to run it down for you real quick. It's very healthy. It is. I, I actually had a friend text me the other day said, hey, listen, I doubted you. I tried it. It does taste like a candy bar. I'm really surprised that it's healthy. I said, yes, it is very surprising that they are healthy, that they have all the whey protein that they do, some of them up to 19 grams, that most of the bars are under 200 calories, that most of the bars have less than 5 grams of sugar, and they all use real chocolate, and they taste great. We've mentioned it a lot of times, my favorite flavors. I like the fruity ones. I like orange. I like cherry barcia. I really like mint brownie and double chocolate. Uh, I've started getting into a thing where I'm trying to figure out what I really want to top my built bar with. So if you have suggestions for that, please don't say ranch dressing because I'm not insane. But I do have questions if you have any ideas or advice of things that maybe I should dip my built bar in. I tried a coconut brownie crumble dipped in uh, whipped cream. And, and you know what? It wasn't bad. 
it wasn't bad. It might hit the rotation again. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it's a great way to get that sweet craving off of your palate. If it's something that you have struggled with in the past, you reach for a built bar. If you need a go between uh, when you're out there working hard or working out or, or getting a lot of calories burned, playing golf, tennis, whatever it is that you're doing, reach for your built bar. Go get that satisfaction in. Get that healthy whey protein into you and keep continuing to stay healthy or build those healthy habits while you do it. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's a great gift if you have someone in your family that likes uh, likes to be healthy or, or wants to try something. I highly recommend that. I've done it with my mother before. Uh, she really loves, she's a big fan of the mint brownie and the cherry bar seed as well. Weird. It's insane that families would share taste buds like that, right? Crazy. Anyway, that's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Go to BuiltBar.com and let's get healthy, fam. Wrapping up another edition of the Locked On Youth Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just wanted to throw a quick shout out to Connor Schoen and Andrew McCullough who put together the Utah Social Open. It was a lot of fun getting out and meeting a lot of you from Twitter and, and a lot of listeners to the Locked On Youth Podcast getting to socialize, getting to meet all of you. I think it was very clear to me that there is a common thread that binds us when it comes to situations like this. And it's in in these days and ages where we're so much more interactive through technology rather than in person, it can kind of be a little bit bizarre to meet up with people that you text essentially with or, or you know open message with on an app. But what I notice more than anything is just how every single time I attend something like this, it's such a positive experience and people have such a good time. And I think it, it was fun because the rivalry was was there and, and Swoop was there, you know, giving it to all the BYU fans and shout out to all the BYU fans who showed up wearing their cougar colors, you know, whatever shade of blue you wanted to choose, obviously BYU is going to adopt that. So good, you know, good on y'all for, for that. It was fun to see. A lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time get a good chance to see Porter Larson, who I literally haven't seen since spring ball of last year when everything shut down. It was good to see a lot of good friends. Shout out to my teammates, uh, uh, Tyler and Tag, who who carried, you know, I hope they got some icy hot for, for their backs because they carried uh, Team 10 without a doubt throughout the uh, round i i chipped i literally and figuratively chipped in here and there to try and keep us afloat but they did a great job uh, unfortunately uh utah women's assistant coach joanna Wrights was the one who put the nail in our coffin and boy did she ever she hit a great shot on i believe it was a hole number six or hole number seven a little par three there on the gold course for Soldier, Soldier Hollow. It was also great playing with her and excited to – she got me really pumped about Utah women's basketball and some of the things that they're doing, and I'm excited to, to talk to her down the road and, and see what that program does. And that was really the great part about it. And the one unification that I think was the, the parallel for everyone as we went out and met strangers and had fun and interacted was that this is why sports matter. And this is why sports are important. And this is why we need to make sure that we do a good job of promoting positive things and positive uh, aspects of sports and the communities that are built off of sports. Because 
I had a great time. I think everybody who went had a great time. And it was a really fun opportunity to build some new friendships and, and some new relationships and share stories and create new stories. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to uh, some great former youths and, and we'll share a lot of that stuff as, as we go. And I'm sure Jake will have a lot to add in as well as we'll be recording together tomorrow. But it, the, this is why sports really do matter. And, and I think we need to get away from the it's just a game or it's just this or it's just that. If this pandemic has taught me anything, it's that sports really are important. They're a part of our community. They're a part of our culture. They're a part of how we get along, how we interact and how we build good, positive relationships. And without sports, none of this really happens. I don't think we're getting on Twitter to talk about our favorite cartoon shows. I don't think that we're getting on Twitter to talk about our favorite policies that have been made by the legislature. I think we get on Twitter to talk sports. It is that bridge that helps to connect us. And even if we don't cheer for the same teams, even if we don't have the same thoughts about how things should be done, and sometimes things can get really contentious on Twitter, I think it's great to step back and remember that sports really do connect us more than they divide us. And that when we all get together and that we all have this mindset of, hey, we are going out to, be, to have fun as a group and to interact and, and join and, and be friends and everything like that, that that in, us, in essence, that becomes our version of a team and that our competition is to have a great time. Our competition is to enjoy one another's company. Our competition is to do the best job that we can as individuals to make sure that those moments matter. Because as people step away and go back to their day-to-day -day lives, we want to make sure that they go back having a good interaction, good positive feeling, and that, that in that respect, we've won the game. Because I think that's where uh, we sometimes get a little bit too heavily invested in the outcomes and the results of the arguments and everything else. And well, this player is doing that and that player is doing this. And we tend to forget that really the goal is to make sure that we all have a good time. We enjoy what happens. And when we go back to our lives, we fulfilled, we've, we feel fulfilled and satisfied. And we want to go back next week. I think that's why we all love Utah football. It's why we all want Utah basketball to get on track. And it's why we all want to get out and go to more sporting events. So Huge, huge shout out to Andrew and Connor and everybody else who, who helped out and volunteered. It was great to meet so many of you. Uh, I wish I could go through and mention you all by name. For those of you that I didn't get to meet, I genuinely am bummed out about that. A lot of people that I really, really like and get to interact with on Twitter that I didn't get a chance to talk to. And for those of you that didn't make it out there or weren't able to get out, just know that you were definitely missed. That you uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to do it again, to get out at the next round or anything like that, I know that myself included, we'd we'd all love to have people come out for it. And more than that, if there are events or things like that that you want to put together, or if you ever want to invite somebody like like me, I don't know why you would want me to go, but I'm more than happy to join up with anything like that. Uh, I think it's very important to make sure that these types of events get promoted positively and, and whatever I can do to help promote that or engage in that, I want to do it. So thank you again to everyone. And it was a great opportunity. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it a little bit more, but again, this is a locked on youths podcast. We'll try and stick to the lead on that one. Thank you everybody for joining me on the locked on youths podcast. Don't forget to tune into the locked on today podcast about how worried should Lakers fan be about their road back to the NBA finals. If you're a jazz fan, I think the answer is very worried. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski, my guy, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. That's the best part about listening to Locked On today. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. It's a great way to start your day. One of my favorites as well. So that's it for today's episode of the Locked On News podcast. Thank you for following. Thank you for interacting. Subscribe, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. We're back and, and rolling full speed on Apple Podcasts. So all that is going very, very well as far as I know. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We like you. We love you. My Utah friends and family, it's always a great day to be a Ute. Remember, stay well, be well, and do well as you continue to go out through this week. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for Monday, May 17th, 2021. And we're going to talk to you again on Tuesday.